Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yes, sir. It is hour three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And a, another exciting Rangers spring training game is going on in front of us as we're about to talk with our uh, favorite weekly guest of the baseball season here, the World Series champion general manager of your Texas Rangers, Chris Young here. CY, it's great to see you. How the heck are you? Hey, guys. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you guys. Welcome to Surprise. Yes. Thank you. Thank man. You. And it, it has been great. The game yesterday was awesome. Today is is awesome. So we are just having an absolute blast. I want to know from you right out of the gates, do you feel like the hunted at this point, being the champ? You know, I've been asked that a few times this spring. And um, and really, I think just given the makeup of our group, we, we, we don't feel like the hunted. We don't feel like we have to do anything different in terms of what we did last year. We're, we know we're a good baseball team. We go out and play our style of baseball. And I don't think, you know, that's for really external um, pressures, I think, that really don't factor into our group. It's, we just want to play good baseball um, inning by inning over the course of the season. And we believe if we do that, things will take care of itself. I feel like Corey Seager embodies that uh, maybe better than any player. Well, it's Corey. It, it's it's a number of them, but Corey certainly does. I mean, you, you see how stoic he is, um, how poised he is. The highs don't get too high. The lows don't get low. And I think that's characteristic of this team. It was one of the things that impressed me the most of last year's season was just the resilience, the perseverance. Um, again, they never got down when things seemed at their toughest. And I think that speaks to the character of the group. And I think that's why... I have a lot of confidence they're going to come back this year and, and keep the same steady makeup and go out. They're very businesslike. I think that's the best word to describe this, this group of players. And um, for me, I love watching them do it because day in, day out, they go out and play the game the right way. So when you're scouting that, are you looking for that as a mandatory checked box? Are you thinking, wow, this guy's super talented, but he's a loose cannon, just can't <laughs> do it? How do you evaluate that? Well, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I wouldn't describe. I, I wouldn't say like a loose cannon. I'm not sure is the the right term for. Um, you know, certainly that would raise some eyebrows for us. Yeah. But I think what we look for are, are players who can handle adversity. That um, when things get tough, they have the frame of mind to really push through and persevere in those moments. And when you put 26 of those together, they lift each other up. And they they don't get negative. They don't get down. They don't uh, pout when things aren't going well. Uh, there's just a steady poise and demeanor to the group that allows them to succeed day in, day out. And I think the opposite is true when uh, w- when things are going well, they don't get too high and they just stay right there. They know, hey, it's a tough game. We're going to just approach it the same way. Very businesslike is, is how I describe it. Davis Wenzel coming up here. Base is loaded. This is fun. This is fun. We're looking yeah. like we may, uh, may get a pitching. That's maybe a mound visit here. No pitching change yet. But uh, this is a great opportunity for Davis. Um, you know, he's had some good at-bats early in, in camp here and uh, certainly someone who's been in AAA. Um, he's, you know, close to, to he's been, you know, in consideration a couple times for being called up and um, really, really good infielder. And 
you know, these moments and games like this are good for us to evaluate, to see how he handles it, see if he stays true to his approach and how he can get the job done here with, you know, bases loaded one out. We want to see him hit a fly ball or hit the ball hard somewhere and hopefully drive in a run. See why when you sat down with your legal pad after the season and here you are a championship team, you built a championship team, what were the challenges for you? Did, did you have to go out and say, okay, maybe some things I learned along the way that I wanted to change? even though you were a championship team, is, was there the, is it tempting to do that? Or is it, I, I want to kind of keep things the same or are you just trying to keep developing as, as the general manager? Oh, well, in terms of, you know, I'll always be developing. I um, have said this before, by no means do I think I have this job mastered and nor will I ever. And if I do say that, then I probably need to be out of this position. Sure. Um, I think that's the beauty of baseball. I felt that as a player too, that, uh, there was always room for growth. And even in my age 37, 38-year-old season, um, it, there was still development taking place. And uh, the best players continue to get better. And I think the best executives um, also continue to get better. And so, you know, I'm very grateful for the group I have around me. Um, we have wonderful people in the front office. And really last year's success was was a, an org-wide effort. We had so many contra- uh, contributions from so many people, really everybody in the organization. And that was reflected in our Baseball America Organization of the Year Award. And I think that speaks to really the health of the organization, uh, the trajectory of the organization, and um, and how much everyone collectively have, has contributed to our success. So it's been a lot of fun. How do you decide what you want to get better at? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a long list. So. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it, it really, I, I think the needs the needs of the organization will determine a lot of that year by year. Uh, one year it may be more in player development, it may be more in international, it may be in our research and and um, our, our research and development department. Um, it, it could be in our pitching development, our hitting development. I mean, there's just, it could be with our major league team. It could be um, coaching development, leadership development. There's so many areas year in, year out. And really just trying to keep an eye on each area and making sure that I have my finger on the pulse of, of what the needs are, what's functioning well, what may need a little more uh, maintenance and um, improvement. And then, you know, dedicating my time accordingly. And that, that is one of the hardest parts of this job is time management and determining where the biggest areas of needs are. But um, this spring, has, what a great at-bat. That's a tough pitch to take right there. Boy, really tough pitch. Davis just saw it out of the hand. It's one of the things he can do and and just uh, really laid off a tough slider there. I mean, that was a borderline strike, and he uh, was able to lay off. That's impressive. Those are things we look for when evaluating a young hitter like that, and um, to see the poise in that at bat was impressive. Rangers general manager Chris Young with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Speaking of impressive, we've been kind of marveling at what Ezekiel Duran's been doing in the time that we've been out here. Who's, who's been turning some heads for you? <laughs> well, there have been a number of guys. I think one of the neat parts of this spring for me, it's the first spring that I've been able to really come out and I'm not going to say relax, but just be a little more hands-off. I've been able to step back. And some of that speaks just the continuity of the coaching staff and our player development staff. And we haven't had a lot of turnover over the offseason. And everybody knows each other. And everybody knows what that standards and expectations are. And so for me, it's been a really enjoyable spring to sit back and watch everyone do their jobs and um, to see this camp function very, very smoothly. It feels like a well-oiled machine right now. And uh, Boach and his staff have been tremendous. And um, really, really excited about that. And um, 
you know, one of the things that's been fun is getting a look at some of these young guys. We're easing some of our veterans into camp. Obviously, Josh Young is out right now. Corey Seager's out. Adolis Garcia has not uh, appeared in a game yet. Um, intentionally, we're easing him into camp. Uh, but seeing guys that are either first year on the 40 or close to being on the 40 and getting some early innings or uh, at-bats has been impressive. So, um, you know, Avi Malek Ortiz on second base right now is one or minor league player of the year last year. I think he hit 29 homers, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, we hope he's primed for another big season. And so seeing guys like him, Davis Wenzel, Jonathan Ornelas, and uh, – and many others, Emiliano Tioto, who was the Arizona Fall League reliever of the year uh, last year. We saw him come in in a big spot uh, last inning and, and get that punch out on a 100-mile-an-hour sinker. It was pretty impressive. So uh, the future looks bright. You talk about the young guys. One of the positions that uh, everybody's been very interested in is the DH spot. And some young guys have a chance to maybe secure that role. How difficult is it to be a youngster and get put in that spot that seems like it's a little bit more like a veteran position? Well, I think it's it's really um, part of the big leagues is that you have to perform. It's a performance-based game, and when you get the opportunity, whether you're a veteran or a young guy, you're expected to perform. And if you don't perform at a certain point, somebody else is going to get those opportunities. So I always say that we want to put our young players in positions to succeed, uh, recognizing that they're going to go through struggles. They're going to go through ups and downs, um, and they're not fully developed when they get to the major leagues. There's no way to finish off somebody in AAA. There's development that still takes place at the big leagues. That said, I think oftentimes it's the intangibles or uh, sort of the mental side that allows a young player to succeed and, and have early success and then handle that success. So um, it's one of the main things we look for in our younger players is that really that mental toughness, that poise, that um, that mental stability so to speak that's going to allow them to step right in to a big environment with pressures that they've never experienced against the best competition in the world and perform and we saw that last year with Evan Carter we saw it with Zeke Duran Josh Smith uh, there have been a number of young players that have been key contributors over the last year and uh, you know I think this year's team in some ways we may be a little bit younger than last year oh almost a little bit younger than last year but I think we have the right makeup of young players to to help us win Ornelas nearly had a uh, base hit down there, down the left field line, but it just went foul. So the bases remain loaded here in the sixth inning with the Rangers now leading the Brewers 6-5. to five. We're chatting with Rangers GM Chris Young. Um, okay, how much did your fame go up this, this winter? I mean, you're already <laughs> recognizable, DFW athlete and all that. Was it hard to, to make your way through a grocery aisle? Um, well, uh, my wife would attest that I don't make it to the grocery store often, so <laughs> I can't take credit there. But um, I'll say this, that one of the best parts of this experience for me has been our fan base. And just the DFW community, everywhere I have gone, I have run into fans who have come up to me and thanked me. And I feel the exact opposite. I thank our fans um, because the support that they have provided and really the weight that they've been through to experience this championship um, this seeing so many people so happy and celebrating the Texas Rangers has made me happier than I could have ever imagined professionally. And I am just still so thrilled for all of our fans. And I'm thankful to every single one of them for the support and uh, and the love that they've shown us. And I am excited about what's to come, too.
Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's so cool that you, you get to come home and, and bring a championship. You had this great line that will be defined by what we do from here. But at the same time, there's got to be some recognition that you, you made history. You, you blessed DFW in a way that will never be forgotten. You were, <laughs> you were absolutely defined by what you did last year as well, CY, at least from my perspective. Well, Mine look, too. We, we, I appreciate that. And certainly I, I am uh, very grateful for everything that we accomplished last year. And, and yes, um, thrilled but I, I don't want to sound content or complacent and i think that's the characteristic of successful organizations is that they don't rest on their laurels they come back and they find a way to win again and it may mean a championship it may not um it's going to be super hard i get it but um this team wants to to continue winning they don't want to do it one time they want to continue winning and i think that's the goal of our organization is to to be continuously successful and uh, do this year over year because that's what the best organizations do, and we want to be one of the best. Is the door still cracked open a little bit on a, on a Monty return? Well, uh, I'll, I'll never close it. As long as he's out there, I'll never close it. Uh, that said, um, you know, the, the group we have in camp is our group right now, and that's what we're focused on, and that's probably the extent to which I can, I can give you an update. <laughs> totally understand that. How about updates? Uh, how about uh, Seeger, and, Seeger and Young? Yeah, they're, they're, doing bo- they're both doing great. Um, Corey's been um, a little under the weather the last couple days, uh, but um, still recovering uh, very well. Josh Young is doing phenomenally well, and um, you know I think we're expecting Josh uh, hopefully back mid-camp, um, you know at least DHing if not playing third. Uh, but he's on the the right trajectory as is Corey, so I think those two are, are doing really well. Um, like I said, Adolis is uh, we've intentionally slow played him. Um, there's no injury reason whatsoever aside from he just played a lot last year, and we want to make sure we ease him in. He's had some live batting practices uh, where he's torn the cover off the ball, <laughs> so he looks like he's midseason form. But I think he'll make his debut some here in the next week. Um, and then we'll be ready for opening day. Um, you know, in the pitchers, uh, Jacob DeGrom continues to do well. His throwing program has increased, um, which is great to see. I talked to Jacob this morning, and he's feeling uh, great. Uh, Tyler Malley is doing wonderfully. Um, you know, hopeful that he'll still be back uh, midsummer. And then Max, uh, we've got a very favorable report on Scherzer last week and uh, continues to progress well, and we're hopeful that he's uh, – you know, we'll start ramping up baseball activity here in the next 10 days uh, to two weeks, and at which point um, really starting to him to go through a spring training, uh, which will, you know, put him back around hopefully June 1st, maybe a little later, um, probably not earlier, but nonetheless uh, things are on track there too, so we're excited. CY, uh, what advice do you have for us wannabe general managers that want to get all the young players on the 25 on the opening day roster and stuff like that. Oh, you want Langford on the roster. I know you do. I'm an LSU guy, but he's a Florida guy. I I approve of a Florida guy there for (laughs) sure. But what what advice do you you give to – because we talk about that so much with you guys do, and everybody's like, oh, no, get this guy up, get this guy up. But, you know, you are the the model of patience. And (laughs) so what advice could you give to all of us that want to continually push these players? Well, the biggest thing I say with young players is that – They'll show us when they're ready. Um, They show us. And, you know, you can't put them out there too early because the game's hard. And if they're not ready, uh, it could really hinder their confidence. It could could really detract from their development. So they'll show us when they're ready. And um, and the other thing regarding the opening day roster is, you know, I would say 
everybody gets fixated on the opening day roster, and then by you know day three, you've made three roster moves. You've optioned two guys and DFA'd someone else. So yeah, I, I, you know it's just it's a it's a one moment in time roster, and the roster um, continues to evolve over the course of the season. And a player may or may not be ready by opening day, but you know um, it doesn't mean he won't contribute whether a week in, a month in, two months in, at some point in the season. So it's a long race. Well, how, how okay. And you used quite a few players last year. Uh, how deep would you say that you have to go to get through a season? How 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 deep? We talk about yeah. your twenty-five player, whatever. But how deep do you honestly feel like I've got to have? I've got to have thirty-five guys, or I've got to have. Do you have a? Is there a number, a formula? Well, you it, use on this. I mean, it's a really interesting question, and and one that. Um, you know, I look back over the last four years and the state of our 40 man has been in different positions when we were in a rebuild, so to speak, when we're in a win now mode. And um, right now we are in win now mode. And I think for me, that means that we want a very functional, usable, deep 40 man roster. We want everybody at this point to be close to contributing to the major leagues. That said, you're always going to hold a few, a few spots um, for development, but uh, by and large, we need players who are close to contributing because every game matters. And, and the difference in calling up a player who uh, can contribute that night or having a fresh arm uh, may be the difference between winning or losing the wild card or the division, as we saw last year. So it's really important to have a functional 40-man roster when you're trying to win. And if you could be 40 deep, you'd prefer to be 40 deep. That said, um, there will be a couple spots held for, for development players who we will not see in the big leagues this year. Although I never put limits on guys, but you know, going into the season, we added Jose Corniel to the roster. Uh, Jose has looked phenomenal this spring. It's been a lot of fun watching it. He's really opened eyes. Um, if you get a chance, you should ask Boach about him. Boach is just raving about how mature this kid is at 20 years old, coming into his first big league camp. Uh, Jose will likely start at double A this year, and he may or may not be an option for us at some point during the season, but we know that he's got a bright future, and so we were willing to save a 40-man spot for him so that we didn't lose him. See why I've been going through the clubhouse each and every morning. It's been the best part of my trip, uh, getting to hang out with these players and get to know them a little bit, and, and just kudos, two thumbs up, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie. This is a championship uh, clubhouse you got there. Some of the best I've seen, CY, to be honest with you. Well, it, it really means a lot that you say that, and I've heard that from a number of fans and media, and I said this today. I was talking to Jacob deGrom and just complimenting him and his teammates on I love watching our guys play the game. I love the way they go about it. I mean, even right now, watching every single player at every position, when the pitch is thrown, they're coming into a, a ready set position where they're they're anticipating the ball being hit. And sometimes you look out there and, and players are distracted or they're not engaged, they're not involved, but every single player out here on our team plays the game the right way. These guys run the bases hard. They do the little things. And we, we have one of our core values that we call dominate the fundamentals. And those are the, those are the fundamentals that we talk about. Um, and when you're willing to do the little things, their talent is going to allow them to do the big things. And so uh, that's what the championship culture is. And I'm very proud of our guys and our coaching staff for the standards um, that they have, that they have, um, provided and um and that our players have lived up to and it just speaks to the character of of all of them and again i feel like a proud dad sitting back and watching these guys play the game but it's so true day in day out these guys do it the right way i've been asking these guys every day who they believe has the bigger championship finger is it cy or is it bochi you know bochi's got the the giant dome i was gonna see what you're a multi-time champ now so where are you going which finger are you going for the 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 new jewelry i'm going with the same finger my right ring finger because i've won i've never 
never won my uh, wore my my uh, Royals championship ring, and I, I don't know if I can pull off uh, this championship ring either. I, as much as I'm going to admire it, I think it's more of a display than it is a, a yeah. wear around <laughs> ring. So I, I can't pull that one off. Yeah. Right, we we got to guess. We got to figure out the ring size here. So let, let's go around here, Broadest Dawson. Let's guess the ring size of Cy. I will start the bidding. I think you're going to be disappointed, honestly. I'm going to have like skinny fingers here, but really? I don't know. I'm going to go 11 and a half. 11 and a half on the board. Can, can you go Ooh, up, light. Dawson? On that? I'm going to go 14. Yep. 14 says Dawson. I was going to go a strong 13 and a half. See why? Well, it's, I measured as a, as a 13, but uh, yeah, so you guys are all right around. Yeah. Okay, very Except good. Except for me. Yeah. I just threw it out there so Larger I could give gentleman. you guys that. <laughs> yeah, championship <laughs> hands right there. Champion <laughs> yeah. as a player and as a GM. Last question for me, if Bochi would step away from the game, do you think he could go down there and complete the trifecta as a skipper? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, chances you know, are, right? That's a hypothetical I've never thought of. And, uh, you know, and, I, mean, I, I, I can tell McKeon you this. Like, right? Boach, has, Boach has a big head, but his shoes are even bigger, and I would not, I would want no part of filling those. So well he's, said. He is, um, he's the best of the best, and I absolutely love working with him day in, day out. Uh, spring training has been so much fun coming in there and the laughs we've had in his office. He just puts a smile on my face every day, takes things off my plate. He makes everybody around him better, and um, we're champions because as a boach I, I love him and i'm so happy for him and thankful to him and uh we'll keep it going i want to keep boaching yeah. that manager's chair definitely don't want to retire anytime soon thank you so much chris Guys, it's always great you. to get to chat with you t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.